Welcome to Your Pharmacy Career Podcast, proudly brought to you by Ravens Recruitment, Australia's leading specialist pharmacy recruitment agency. The podcast series has been created to shine a light on the diverse and inspiring careers of Australia's pharmacists. Each episode will focus on the varied career opportunities within the pharmacy industry by exploring the career paths taken by leaders in the fields of community pharmacy, hospital, industry, government and professional organisations. Careers never follow a defined path. Everyone's story is different and unique in their own way. The podcast series will help you discover the world of opportunities that exist and reveal pathways to achieve your dreams and aspirations. Whether you are a pharmacy student, early career pharmacist, or simply looking for a change at any stage of your career, the podcast series is designed to help you navigate ways into a career and a life that you love. Your host of the podcast series is Ali Sue. Ali, herself a pharmacist, is now the founder of Global Pharmacy Entrepreneurs and a passionate advocate for pharmacists to grow, innovate, excel, and make a lasting impact in the world. It's now over to our host, Ali Sue. Welcome to Your Pharmacy Career Podcast. I'm your host, Ali Sue. In the spirit of reconciliation, Raven's Your Pharmacy Career Podcast would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respect to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal Torres Strait Islander peoples today. Today, we're thrilled to have Jackie Meyer an innovative pharmacy owner and passionate pharmacist who is redefining patient care with cutting-edge technology at her Live Life Kuroi Pharmacy. Her unique approach bridges the gap between hospital and community pharmacies, and she is well known for her work in palliative care. Beyond being a pharmacist, Jackie is a naturopath and an aspiring lactation consultant. She is also a committed advocate for the profession with significant contributions to the PSA Queensland Early Career Pharmacy Group and the Live Life Intern Program. Her mentorship has shaped the careers of numerous pharmacists. Based in the scenic Sunshine Coast, Jackie is a leading figure in the Live Life Pharmacy Group and is always open to connect with pharmacists interested in partnership opportunities for discussing the evolving pharmacy landscape. Now, let's dive in and welcome Jackie. Hi, Jackie. Welcome to your Pharmacy Career Podcast. I'm so excited to have you on the show. Hi, Ali. Thanks for having me. Congratulations to be one of the finalists for the Pharmacy of the Year. Yes, thank you very much. Very exciting. Uh, yeah, an honour to absolutely be a finalist and, and get this far. So yeah, thank you. Can you tell us about your education and how did you start your journey being a pharmacist until now? My journey actually started in Victoria. So I did my degree through Monash in Melbourne um, and pharmacy wasn't uh, my first uh, choice, believe it or not. Um, so I did a science degree through Melbourne Uni and I thought I was going to go into pharmacology research at the time. That's where I thought my path was going to be. And then during my second year of studies, uh, Monash Pharmacy School contacted me and said that they had me on their uh, list of people that had um, considered pharmacy at one point and that they had some vacancies and was I still interested in applying? I did. Um, I applied and um, when I got accepted, I still wasn't sure that I was going to accept the course. But yes, I ended up deciding to, to do that and to pursue that career. 
I completed my degree at um, at Monash in the city. My true desire was always to go rural. So I didn't really think that my future would be in, um, in the cities. And during my student placements, I traveled in different areas of the state um, for my regional and rural placements. Um, and one of those placements was in third year, um, was in a small town out uh, west of Melbourne called Ararat. So I went and did my placement there for three weeks, I think it was. Um, and I just really loved it. I loved the little town. I loved the staff. Um, the pharmacy owner was there. He was great. And I just really felt a sense of community um, and a sense of belonging with that team. So during my placement, um, I was offered my internship um, to come back at the end of my fourth year, uh, which I did. So I went back and did my internship with them and I stayed on for another year after that, at which point I did uh, a PSA Diploma of Management after I'd finished my internship. Yeah, I stayed on with that with that owner. Um, he really mentored me with a lot of business skills, um, a lot of management skills behind the pharmacy business perspective. Then I was promoted to store manager in a, a neighboring town down in Warrnambool. And I was down there for about two years, um, maybe two to three years where I was managing a very large store, very busy, was 12 hour a day, seven day a week, um, multiple pharmacists. We did everything you could imagine. Um, so that really, um, you talk about uh, sink or swim. So that was a good challenge for me as my first management role. Um, but obviously it gave me a fantastic exposure uh, to all things uh, pharmacy. I had a great retail manager with me at the time and she taught me a lot about the retail component. And then I knew that pharmacy ownership was really my, my journey. So um, I didn't feel like I was with the right group at the time to really support that. And I'd had conversations with the current owners about, you know, whether there was opportunity for that with um, within their existing structure and within their, their business. And it, um, it was quite obvious that that wasn't going to be a, a path for me with them. So I started looking further afield. I had heard about the Live Life group in, in Queensland. Um, and so to me, being in Victoria, going to Queensland was a very big decision. It was 3,000 kilometres away from where I was, completely up, up shifted my whole life. But I joined the Live Life group um, and I became a pharmacist for them in Yapoon, which was central Queensland. And I just really fell in love with the brand and the group and everything that they stood for, not being a franchise model like some of the other traditional pharmacy groups. Uh, the Live Life is very much a partnership model. Um, so there's partners in all the different regions that make up the group. So it's a, it's a bunch of like-minded pharmacists that all come together. Um, so it really feels like a little, um, I guess, a family in a way. Um, so after my time in Yapoon, um, I'd cemented myself as part of the group and, um, and then partnership was, was my next step. Uh, and then I was fortunate enough to, to relocate down to the Sunshine Coast. I got married. There was two pharmacies that came up for sale. The same year I bought the two stores was actually the same year that we got married. So I had a very, very busy 2015, let me tell you. So yeah, so my two stores were Karoi and Pomona. Um, so I spent a lot of my time in the Karoi store. And then um, my husband, who's also a pharmacist, helped out with the Pomona store for me um, just to sort of get it up and up and running off, up and off the ground. The Karoi store is community centered. So taking it from where it was to where it is now has absolutely been a journey. Karoi has a private hospital in the town and the private hospital is 
too small to be fully serviced by its own pharmacy department. So it needed to be serviced by an offsite pharmacy. So hence, that's where we come in. So we have the the great joy um, in not only providing our community with the services of a traditional community pharmacy, but uh, we also have the hospital that we service. So, um, so when I came on board, I really tried to cement that relationship um, and really upskill my pharmacists um, to be able to provide those hospital services, but also being based in the community pharmacy. So it's very much a, a hybrid store and it's very much a hybrid role that I often refer to it as. And it's, it's very rewarding, very rewarding clinically. Um, we get great feedback from our pharmacists that they love having that hospital exposure. Our pharmacist physically leaves the store and goes to the hospital each day, does the rounds, does all the things that you would expect out of a hospital department, the discharges, full history with the patients. It's, it's the full service model from the hospital perspective. Um, it's just that it's done by us as the community pharmacy. So, uh, so yeah, it's very, very unique in that regard. So work very hard at trying to upskill our pharmacists in, in that area. Me personally, I also um, did a naturopath course um, within the last few years. Um, I realized that natural health was an area that pharmacists are getting lots of questions about. Quite often, we don't really have many places to go to look for answers to questions. Um, there's not always a huge amount of evidence behind some of these products. Um, so I felt like we had an opportunity to increase my knowledge so that at least I could feel that I could help our patients with at least some information about the products that they're asking about. So um, I found that was really rewarding and a great sense of being able to help people with, yeah, with the holistic approach to their healthcare. And when I had my children, I had very difficulty with, um, with my pregnancies towards the end, um, which involved a, a very lengthy NICU stay, um, especially for my first child. We were in hospital with her for over three months um, and then my second um, for one month. So I'm now studying to become a lactation consultant and adding that service into the pharmacy too um, as my way of giving back to the community um, and having that personal journey really gives me a heightened sense of empathy um, for mothers that are going through any sort of difficulty with that. I expressed uh, for three months by the bedside of my 500 gram baby that was in the NICU. So I've definitely been through uh, all the emotions associated um, and was still successfully able to breastfeed um, after she got discharged three months later. So um, so I really wanted to be able to yeah upskill myself and, and be confident in providing um, some support in the community for, for mothers who potentially come home with their babies very healthy, then have trouble with that breastfeeding journey. So I thought that this would be a great thing to add into our service model um, in our pharmacy where we're already providing so many different great services um, and just as a way to really uh, give back to our community. What are some of the skills or learnings that you've gained from this journey until now? Um, I think one of the biggest things that I always try to tell early career pharmacists is to make sure that you've got a very good support network around you of other pharmacists. So if you're in an environment where you don't feel supported, then you're in the wrong environment. Um, there's a lot of great people in pharmacy at the moment that are willing to provide these great supportive 
uh, environments, these great supportive pharmacies that are doing great things. Uh, there's a lot of fantastic owners out there um, that are having very successful uh, pharmacy models. So I think it's a matter of aligning yourself with somebody that you not only respect, but also um, look up to and someone that's willing to really invest their time in, in you as, a, as an early career pharmacist. Um, for me, that was my first um, preceptor. Uh, he was fantastic at not only teaching me the clinical things that I needed to know in my internship, um, but he really listened to the fact that I had aspiring business goals. Um, and so he he really taught me a lot, um, a lot of things about, about the business. And I really feel that sense of having someone put that level of care, wanting to upskill me as a pharmacist and really listen to what I wanted was not only very rewarding, but it, it also made me very loyal to him. Um, and and we, we had a great relationship and, and we still do to this day. He follows my career and he chats with me and, you know, I can see that he's, he's been following my journey as well. So you form these connections with people and that's what pharmacy is all about. We have so many different health services coming up. As a pharmacist, we feel like we're drowning in so many things that we could do. We don't know where to start. How should we choose the best path for ourselves where there's so many options now? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. I think when you look at the full scope agenda that's coming and you look at the 25 different condition modules that are coming and you think, oh my goodness, I'm I'm gonna have to do all these consults on top of all of my all of my other um, daily chores. I think, yeah, I, I agree, it can be very daunting. Um, but again, that's where you need to align yourself with people that are forward thinking. So you need to align yourselves with pharmacies that are already thinking about this and that have changed their business models ready to embrace it. Um, I think this is going to be a big test of time for that. And it's really going to showcase um, the pharmacies that are ready and those pharmacy owners out there that are, are ready and willing to embrace it and those that are still a little bit reserved about how it's going to unfold. So. I think it's definitely, um, so for us here in Karoi, we've, we've put in a dispense robot. Um, it's, it's incredible. It's been a game changer for us. Uh, the amount of time it saved our pharmacists is, is, is crazy. Um, so, and we have a full forward pharmacy model. So our pharmacists are out the front all the time. There basically is no dispensary anymore. Um, there's no sort of back service counter. Um, that counter is, is the pharmacist. So we have a row of a row of pharmacists, a big team of pharmacists. And when customers come in and they chat to us, it's it's they're chatting straight to the pharmacist. So realistically, it's what we're doing every day. Um, it's not going to be a massive change for those pharmacies that have already changed their business model. What it's going to do is allow us to help take the pressure off the GPs and not necessarily refer every single patient that we see for some very minor conditions. Um, and it's going to allow us to be able to have those conversations with people, provide the service and do it in a professional way. We've already got the skills. Um, we've got the knowledge. It's now just a matter of putting it into practice and, and upskilling us and really embracing this full scope um, that's being discussed about so heavily. Um, but I think, yeah, the key has to be aligning yourself with a group that is um, already there with regards to their business model 
our Live Life stores are very fortunate that we have several of our stores in the North Queensland pilot. So yeah, we've got half a dozen or more stores already um, in the pilot. Those pharmacists have started their training. We're going to have a significant amount of information um, within our group as to what, what it involves and, and all the pitfalls involved in, in sort of being the pilot and being the first ones to roll it out. So that's going to be, yeah, very advantageous um, for, for us. As early career pharmacists, how do we develop ourselves to then fit in the future of pharmacy role? One of the biggest things that I personally look for is a great communicator. Um, I look for somebody that has a genuine passion for health and a genuine passion for caring. Um, It's not so much about the grades and the marks that you get at university. Don't get me wrong, they're very important. Um, but the personality of the early career pharmacist is is absolutely what what we look for. Someone that's um, very confident and very comfortable in talking to our customers, um, someone that's friendly, someone that's got this warm empathy feeling. It really comes down to that sort of personality. So someone that's very comfortable being in these roles where they're talking to people all day long, that's absolutely a quality um, that we look for. As a student or as an early career pharmacist, if you're in an environment where you're not getting that maximum exposure by being in a role where you can talk to patients, um, then I think something needs to change and you need to find yourself somewhere where you can get more practice um, talking to more patients because that's how we learn. When pharmacists are interested in business, they want to become a pharmacy owner. How would you like them to approach you? What's your method of getting a partner on board? So everyone is different um, and lots of different brands work in lots of different ways, um, whether you're a franchise model um, or not. So it, 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 the conversations can get quite tricky and it is it can be very overwhelming to a early career pharmacists to understand which, which brands provide sort of what service. I guess for us, Um, From a live life perspective, we are very open about our career pathways into ownership being a real possibility Um, and they're conversations that we have with people right from the beginning. So it's a conversation that we sort of know whether or not this is a pathway that you're looking for. Uh, If it is, then we provide all of the tools to be able to make it happen. So you'd get promoted into a pharmacist in charge or a pharmacy manager position. Quite often that would be having a pharmacy owner either with you or near you as a mentor. Um, You'd have a a management training at our head office where you learn about all the different areas um, from a corporate entity. So you understand the finance level, the HR level, the payroll level, the operations level, and you kind of help to put all the pieces together. Um, And then that's how our group expands is with junior partners that are wanting to come in as a pharmacy owner. But a lot of times you only can know whether it fit with that team once you work with them for a while. Uh, a lot of times it takes longer. And also early career pharmacists, then they get to get to know themselves, self-awareness, and then realize who they are as a professional. Is there a process to help early career pharmacists to gel with it, see if that fits? And how would you deal with those situations? Great, great question. That's very challenging. Um, and I think that's where it comes back to 
if you're in a current environment where you've maybe tried to raise the question or you've tried to have the conversation about your next steps and if you're still feeling like that's not um, that's not being heard, then it's a matter of how long you're willing to stay in an organization or in a current environment where you're not you're not advancing so i think number one definitely has to be having those conversations with the people that you're currently with sometimes it might just be that they've got great intentions and they didn't realize that that's what you're aspiring to be so i think number one definitely has to be have an open communication with your current environment and just see whether or not those pathways are on offer um, potentially Um, but then if you feel like once you've voiced all of your concerns or just what you're thinking then and if you still feel like it's not it's not right then that's the point where you need to engage and and start looking within the industry at at people that that are doing it right start looking at other brands that maybe have shown that they're they're offering those pathways um, and and see for yourself that um, there are examples where these junior partnership models work and they work very successfully There's a lot of groups now that are offering this, um, but now the offer is very varied um, from organization to organization. Um, So, you know, there's also concern. A lot of partners go in thinking that they're getting a great offer as a junior partner and you've never worked with this organization before. So I think to me, that's a red flag. Like, would you want to go and invest into a company and an organization that you know nothing about? I think a little bit of common sense needs to definitely be a play here. Um, sometimes the offer, you know, you need to really be comfortable with with what you're doing and you need to really understand the people that you're going into business with. Um, and if you don't understand them, then it's not the right fit. Um, I think you really need to just be comfortable and feel supported before you make these financial um, commitments. Yeah, it is a big commitment that not only your time, effort, emotional energy, as well as financial commitments. So yeah, definitely. Any last advice you want to leave with our early career pharmacists? I think at the end of the day, it it takes nothing to just reach out um, via social media platforms, um, just reach out, make connections. Uh, and just just try to engage, just try to engage, try to have some um, conversations with people that um, you you look up to or you respect um, or you're watching what they're doing with their success of their businesses and the success of their pharmacy. I think we've all got a lot to learn from the rest of our profession. Um, I think that, yeah, we've, we've got some great leaders within our uh, profession at the moment with, within all the different varying roles. Yeah, there's a lot that you can look for for, for inspiration. Wow. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Your Pharmacy Career Podcast, proudly brought to you by Ravens Recruitment, Australia's leading specialist pharmacy recruitment agency. If you enjoyed this episode and know anyone else who you think would benefit from it, we would be grateful if you could share it with them. Together, we help even more pharmacists develop a career and life they love. If you have any questions or suggestions about future podcast episodes, please reach out to us via email info at ravensrecruitment.com.au.